All right. Welcome into Paydirt Sports. Uh, we are in the studio today on an unusual day, uh, not on the regular scheduled Tuesday pods. Uh, we're doing a little special after how bad the Titans performed. Um, obviously, we, we, had a, we had a great episode this last week with uh, Schumpert on went about almost two hours, but that still was not enough time to discuss the atrocity of what happened this past Sunday. Uh, with the Titans and Giants. So I brought in a specialist today. Uh, you pay dirters might be familiar with uh, my friend Galen Elkin is back in the studio. He did a uh, pod with us some months back, but uh, he is back ready to rock and roll here. So Galen, uh, welcome in, man. G- glad to have you. Yeah, glad to be back. Uh, I'm glad to kind of talk some Titans ball with everybody and uh, get going. Yeah, man. So I mean, why don't we go ahead and get into it? We're going to do a preview of this next week's uh, Monday night game. But obviously still a lot to talk about, especially from the offensive side of the ball from this previous matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, what what really went wrong here? We were in control in the first half and then just kind of really took our foot off the brake. Yeah, it was uh, frustrating to say the least. It seemed like we were kind of cruising the whole game. Mm-hmm. We got comfortable, it felt like. We and we got in the red zone, and there was some questionable plays. Third downs didn't really go our way. There was calls that were a little um, iffy at best, but, you know, we we got to play through those things, and sometimes it just doesn't go our way. Yeah, and especially a lot of this has fallen on Todd Downing, the offensive coordinator, uh, who was kept on after a terrible year last year. Everyone kind of wanted to get rid of him. We bring in Tim Kelly as a passing game coordinator um and that didn't really seem to make a big difference uh to me it it still seems and I was even watching uh watching a couple of press coverages with Todd Downing and he was taking credit for for example the terrible uh tight end sweep to Jeff Mm -hmm. Swaim uh so it still seems like oh it was was yeah 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 that's that's right um but it was uh I mean, just some terrible calls, and it seems as if Downing still has kind of the majority of control in the reins here. Is that mm-hmm. something that is going to bite us in the ass later this season? Yeah, I mean, I feel like he's still he's still the OC. He's, I think Vrabel still has faith in him after some pretty abysmal um, outings. He's still got faith in his guys, and that's something that will, probably will stay the same for a long time with him. Uh, like, we've been through – with Bowen, we've been through it with the other guys where it's like, hey, they, they go through rough patches, but Vrabel has his guys' backs. And I think the players kind of see that sometimes, which is, I mean, lets them play a little more, like, freely in, at times. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, the play calling was a little confusing at times on third downs, and we put ourselves in positions to move the chains, I feel like, pretty much every time. The third and shorts were just like we're dropping balls. It was just little things, but – um, I mean, I don't think Todd's going anywhere in week two. We're mm-hmm. going to have to ride this train out, and he's going to have to get better, and guys are going to have to make some plays. So, Yeah, I, I definitely don't think any major changes uh, are coming. Hopefully some major changes to the play calling yeah. uh, is coming. But, yeah, certainly we're not going to fire our offensive coordinator um, in week two. Yeah. But uh, an interesting stat that I saw while perusing through Twitter after the game so there were uh, 19 plays on second and third down with less than five yards to go. Um, and Henry only got it twice on those 19 plays. 18 of his carries came first and 10 or 10 plus. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it, it, from a team that usually likes to, I mean, pound the rock and let mm-hmm. Derrick Henry go to work, uh, wear down that defense and, and impose his will on the defensive line. Uh, do you think there's some kind of, uh, I guess motive or something going on as to why we're trying to become more of a passing team maybe, or. I don't know. I think a lot of it was some of the personnel we played with. Um, we did do a lot of 13 personnel with, I mean, Swain was out there. It felt like every single play. Yeah. I he got he, the majority was, of snaps. Yeah. Yeah. He was, I think the number one skill position player snap snap count wise, he had, let's see, like 48% of the snaps. He was out there 44 or no 73%. My bad. He was out there for 44 plays. Like I'd, he'd be pretty tired, I'd, ex, I'd expect. But, I mean, there was 
I don't know. It it was tough watching some of the not getting the running going the way we should. And then there were times where Derek took some hits, and I was like, that's not normal. Like I forget who it was, uh, an outside linebacker for the Giants who came across the middle. We were in the yeah. driving in the red zone. He got, and, I mean, literally yeah. leveled him. I do remember. Never that. seen that with Derek. Never. No, Derek's usually like, the one doing yeah. that. <laughs> and he, I mean, he bounced up and got two more yards out of it. But it was like, whoa, like that. That's not the same Derek. Like that looked like a, a, a totally different running back. I mean, the hair's different and stuff, but right. it was. Uh, I mean, it was. There were just plays where you're like, "What's going on? Like, what's the what? Like, what players do we have out there?" There, I mean, when it was like Swain Hollister and like two other guys, it was like, "All right, you, this is a play. You know, it's not going to be a pass because literally the personnel that's out there, like Cody yeah. Hollister, is not going to. I mean, I love him, but he's not going to make a play in the red zone. So, I mean, there was just like those. First downs, where we're running it with Derek, it felt like we're getting – I mean, you'd see him bounce outside and get five or six yards, and then it was like, all right, let's do it again. Let's push it. And then part of me was thinking, all right, maybe Nicholas Petit-Ferrer or – yeah, MP, MP yeah. or whatever. I mean, he's a new guy. We got to get him acclimated. Do we want to – great. I know he played really – I mean, he played really well for a rookie on his first – in first big game, and I think that might be why Swain played a lot, just to help him out more. Right, because he's a great kind of how, blocking yeah. tight end, obviously. Kind of like how we did with Dylan Radens last year, but the, it was in that San Francisco game. But, like, there were just little things where I was like, all right, I, I think everyone knows. I mean, that's part of the Titans is, like, everyone knows what's going on sometimes. Yeah. And then it's like we can still do it. We, like, impose our will. We Like, we, we're that kind of team. But this game, it was just, like, we're getting cute times, and it's like – we don't need to do the the chig reverse. We don't need to yeah. <laughs> do the wildcat. Let's and and it's it's you can't have it both ways because if it's if Derek gets stopped on a third and one, it's like oh everyone knew that was happening. Let's yeah. draw something else up. So it's, it's a tough job. Like no one like Don, Todd's going to have a lot of pressure on him the whole year, and he doesn't have the best wide receivers. So it's it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, and what was it? Uh, Burks and Woods mm-hmm. had a combined like four targets or something like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Burks played 15 snaps. Uh, Robert Woods was not getting targeted at all. Yeah, uh, I think he had two, Woods had two targets, which was extra, and one was like, like what first play or whatever. And yeah, then, it, it was so like, weird. Yeah, and he was out there a good bit. Let me look at how many snaps he was out there. But he, let's see, 41 snaps. And he's getting two targets. I mean, I know we we ran it twenty one times with Derek, but find a way to get like he's a playmaker. He's yeah, a guy that, I mean, he he's a good route runner, great hands, knows what he's doing on on the offense. I, I'd assume him and Tannehill had a full off season. I know he was hurt, but to at least get their chemistry down, and like, hey, I want the ball here on this route. I want it there. Something right. like that. You'd expect, you know, him. I mean, he's and he was a big sign, or like a big trade. It was yeah. like. Like, let's get this guy involved. I like that we got the rookies involved, but we got two for a reason. Let's use them. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And that was supposed to be the guy that really was going to fill in for AJ. Mm. Obviously, Burks is hope will hopefully be that guy mm. um, soon. But, yeah, I mean, kind of looking back, if we have AJ Brown in this game, I think we win certainly. Yeah. I mean, he's just a monster in that first half he had where I was watching. Yeah, had like 140 oh, yards or something like that. To, <laughs> ended up with like 160 that, yeah. or 170. All the friends that aren't Titans fans are like looking at that like, oh, y'all really want to trade this guy? It was like, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes you got to you gotta live with those things. Yeah, definitely. And, and obviously, we these are kind of some knee-jerk reactions. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah. Like last year, I mean, the Cardinals game was yeah. disgusting. Um, and then we end up flipping the season, winning the AFC. So I, I don't want to write us off too quickly. Yeah. But it is just so disheartening that, like you were talking about, it seems like the 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 opposing teams always know what the Titans are running. Kind of reminds me of the Bengals yeah. playoff game where there was yeah. that video of the, the pl- defensive uh, players on the sideline yeah. literally calling out exactly what was going to happen, the play, where the ball was going, everything about it. Um, and if you can't get creative or at least maybe not even creative, but some kind of inconsistency in the play calling yeah. a little bit, like something that'll throw the defense off to, to not have them just jumping routes, yeah. knowing exactly where the ball is going. It's so frustrating. Yeah. That's I, I'm getting nightmares going back to thinking of how many, the two bubble screens we threw to Chester Rogers when we needed it. Gosh, 
those are those are those will haunt me and and you'd think Todd would learn from those things and hopefully he continues to learn and we we get better week to week and the biggest jump in like I, I forgot who said it last week in college football but you can see the overreactions from week one to week two and where the teams start to get better in week two right say, all right now we can go with it first week a lot of guys are knocking the rust off we didn't play any of our guys in a preseason game it felt like I mean we had like Juan and some of the offensive line got out there for a little bit, but it wasn't the whole team. One Tannehill, like getting in the huddle. It's like the little things like that. I mean, we came out and we kind of hit him in the mouth. I felt like. Oh yeah. And, and we were up. What was it? 13-0 going into the half? 13-0 at halftime. Yeah. Yeah. And, and speaking of 13 to zero, I want to talk a little bit of defense as well here. What a wasted game for Jeffrey Simmons in that defensive line. Yeah. I mean, I feel the dude, like we're going to say that a lot. Yeah. The dude, I mean, absolutely lit it up. He got paid this offseason. Um, it got better, which uh, you usually uh, are kind of afraid. Oh, this guy just got a fat contract. He's going to be coming in a little slow. But uh, Jeffrey Simmons doesn't seem to be the case. The, the guy's going to get better and better um, yeah. every year. Uh, we have a bona fide superstar on that defensive line alongside mm-hmm. Bud Dupree, Danico Autry. Uh, guys who played exceptionally well. Um, a little and, nervous uh, kind of about the the cornerback position. Yeah. I think Christian Fulton is fine, playing well. Uh, Farley, who was supposed to be – he was being touted all offseason, going to be yeah. great, all this stuff, yada, yada, yada. Really didn't get the, the, the snaps that I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, Molden, was he hurt or did he just not play that much? Molden's, I think he's on IR for four weeks. Yeah, and, that sounds right. And, and uh, I'll say Jeff didn't get his contract. He took his fifth year, but now he's going to, this is going to be, they're both on the same page of what the contract wants to look like. Okay, that's year. right. Yeah. That, I think yeah. they're going to do something along the lines of Aaron Donald three years. And then that way he's got tread on the tires for the next, his next big contract. I, I bet they'll do something similar to what they're doing with uh, Hooker who just got signed. Yeah, just got paid. Yeah. And I think the, I mean, the, the whole defensive line, they did really – Weaver played his ass off too. He like did. He, two, or we, two sacks for him too. Mm-hmm. Simmons, like, Bug got the fumble recovery, and he was – he got a sack, and it took him six weeks last year to get his first sack. Like, he's – the D-line's dialed in, and the linebacker – like, David Long played an exceptional game, I thought. Zach Cunningham had some plays where he, I was like, we really – Yeah, Zach Cunningham really didn't have that great of a game, yeah. I thought. Yeah, he I – mean, I, and I, I, he'll get it together, I'm positive, because he's got a big task coming up right here. Um, yeah. Anyone – yeah, the next game is going to be crazy. But the cornerback position has definitely been interesting. I thought McCurry played really well, and they used uh, Nashville kid Ugo Amadi. Yeah, Amadi. Like, that, he played yeah, a lot of snaps. He played a ton. He was out there, and he – I mean, he was running around chasing the quarterback. He was – and he was making plays, and he was diving in, getting – and then Hooker played the way he's always going to play. Byard had a iffy game, but he had the. I mean, it was a different game for him. We'll see. Uh, defense was just. I mean, the pass rush was definitely getting there. Daniel Jones never had in the first half. Never could set his feet. No, he was getting and killed. Then, yeah, I mean, it was just part of me wonders if the the run game got set up because Jeffrey got so deep in the backfield that it made these unnatural kind of holes pop up where he mm-hmm. like was disrupting the play, but it was all right, I can bounce back and then I got this. He's not holding his spot instead of like, he's just trying to disrupt the play. Right. So it makes it harder for the linebackers who, I mean, David Long's a heat seeking missile and he'll go find it every once in a while, but it's not easy to do that every single time, especially with the back like Saquon when he's fully healthy off. Yeah. Boy, does he look healthy. What do you have? 160 yards and a touchdown plus four or five receptions at least. I want to say that was the first game in, 12 games for the titans to have a 100 yard back against us rushing like it, it just was like a weird like i mean i know that one of them was a big carry and stuff but yeah yeah that 65 yard carry or something yeah. like that but i mean that's still you still hope we can kind of contain him and like put that in the game plan like daniel jones isn't gonna beat us he beat us with his legs a couple times on like a fourth down and little stuff and he made some throws on the move i mean i'm it wasn't wasn't his best game wasn't his worst but uh, we, I mean, that defense just something and 22 points is, is a pretty good showing for a defense. I think in the NFL, you got to score 21, my bad. You got to score more than 20 on offense though. Like you got to help those guys out, keep yeah. them off the field. 
and they 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 played their ass off. I think it was just like can't settle for, for field goals sometimes in the NFL. And that first half, when we had a chance to really put it to them, we didn't. Yeah, and that's one thing that I think the Titans. Um, and I don't know if it's just teams that we play or kind of less skilled teams or less uh, worse teams. I mean, there's not really a, t- a terrible team in the NFL, but it seems like we do this every season, year in, year out. We play to the level of our competition, uh, really took our foot off the gas in this one. Um, I mean, it should have been, honestly, 21-24-0 in the first half. Yeah, yeah. And if you get if you get to that point, the game's just about over. I mean, it demoralizes yeah. the the other team. But the the Giants' defense got a couple of big stops, held the Titans mm-hmm. to to thirteen points in the first half. That's just two mm-hmm. scores. The, the offense is going to come out firing. We've got the whole second half. Let's get back in this game. We're ready to go. Um, yeah. So it's. I, I wish we could get away from that, and yeah. I, I just don't know <laughs> what what the deal is, and it. it yeah. Seems like maybe I wouldn't think Vrabel doesn't get these guys prepared to play uh, every Sunday, no. but just consistently we play down to other teams levels and we'll play up yeah. uh, to other teams levels as well. We're, yeah. we're just right next to our competition. And I, I don't know where that comes from. I think it's gotta be something with the scheme that we play where it's just like possess the ball. Cause we're not going to run away with the game. I feel like, like Kansas city, if you let them, like beat you in the first quarter, they're not going to step off in the second quarter. And if, if you do something like that, it takes a pretty, like it takes some big chunk plays. And that's kind of what happened to us. We had the, we had the momentum and then a big touchdown with Sterling Shepard would get behind Fulton or something, or mm-hmm. the big plays just suck the air out of the energy, like out of the stadium. Like yeah. even the fans, you'd be like, what is going on? Like, I mean, yeah, get up Fulton. Let's, let's not let that happen again. And then Saquon would have a big run or something. It was like, like the we got to stay more. I don't know, the fans got to keep some energy on them too, because even yeah. after those big plays, it was like, dang, like what? We don't have the fans like behind us right now, and that's going to happen a lot in Nashville, especially just because traveling fans come in and. You'll hear some. Yeah, I mean, the opposing team always yeah. seems to fill up the stadium in Nashville, <laughs> or at least in, in recent history. Oh yeah, well, at least we don't have to do a silent count every every game like the Rams or something. But yeah, that uh, would be terrible. <laughs> yeah. At least, yeah, we'll fight out there. The fans do for a little bit. But, I mean, it, it, the big plays just took it out of us, I think. Like, the air just left the stadium. It was the Sterling one because that was like we were dominating the whole game and then guy slips and then it's a one-possession game. Right. It was – I mean, there was just so much weird stuff going on after that. It was like, all right, we're still getting pressure. Like, just playing well. Got to gotta keep this D-line happy like or keep them fresh. But, I mean, those big plays just destroyed us, I felt like. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely, like you said, it's very disheartening for the guys. It's a, a gut punch Ooh. that it sucks the wind out of you. Um, kind of going to the end of the game here, we we did have a shot uh, to win it, and uh, old Ooh. fat Randy ended up uh, missing. Um, and he's been a guy that has actually been able to hit some pretty big field goals, at least last year yeah. he did, um, and has been somewhat consistent with mm-hmm. – I mean, obviously, in the NFL, it seems like every kicker outside of Butker and Justin Tucker is on a pretty short leash, as we yeah. see, like, Rodrigo Blankenship get released over mm-hmm. the weekend, um, just like that after mm-hmm. his kind of incredible start to, to his NFL career. Um, do you think anything could be kind of shaken up with Randy Bullock and then maybe we go yeah. after a guy like uh, hot rod or what are you thinking from that standpoint? Uh, I've, I've been one of the people that have been a little more critical of Randy. He's kind of been like a cult hero in a way for Titans fans, but he has been pretty abysmal from inside 40 to 49 or something, which should be a automatic, not automatic, but and he, like a, he's like nine for 16 or something from that area. Should be or, better than just yeah. about 50%. Yeah, no, he should be, I mean, he should be hitting an NFL kicker and we should have more competition in that room. It felt like we had competition for a, basically a pro bowl punter with Kern. And then we just kind of let Randy just do whatever he wanted. Be yeah. Randy this summer. And it was like, all right, this might bite us in the ass, but. We'll see what – I mean, I, I want to see Hot Rod. I want to see – just get some guys in there and make Randy compete maybe. I know because he's so – I mean, he's a likable guy. It's, it's it's Fat Randy. It's like – and he's hit some big kicks. And yeah, he, he has. 
And we went through the cycle of going through Cairo Santos and like all those guys. Yeah. Gostowski, who was supposed to, who I thought was going to be great, but he had nothing left in the tank. And yeah, I mean, sometimes kickers just get in ruts or something, or it's like, you just got to like a change of scenery or something might be good for them. Like give hot rod a chance, give, I mean, we've, we've chased off some decent kickers, not who was it? Uh, Spillman or whatever at the field. Oh, Sam Sloman. Sloman. My bad. Yeah, he was, I mean, he wasn't great, but a guy who could also hit some, we like kind of chase and we didn't use them ever, but uh, I think Vrabel just hates kickers and fat Randy, he kind of just enjoys, I guess, but we need to, <laughs> we got to change it up a little bit maybe because it's just, it's not the consistency we need from a kicker, especially I mean, 47 is not easy in that environment, but you expect a guy to like, it wasn't it wasn't really close I don't I don't think so I was in the stadium and I every time I go back and watch it I'm like come on like a get a couple more yards for the guy but yeah it was weird play calling at the end of the game too we I feel like we screwed up with our timeouts screwed Mm -hmm. up by losing yardage uh just a lot of blunders uh, on that final drive yeah I mean Tannehill put it in the bucket for Cal Phillips on that one and it was like all right (laughs) let's get up on the ball we got a timeout left let's get it a little closer for Randy Instead, they're like, all right, let's just get it on the hashy once. And I don't know. That was that was that was more of the like the head scratching moment. Like, why are we calling the timeout there? Why don't we know that before the drive starts? I feel like that's one thing where it's like, what, what's where's the special teams coach, and why aren't we kind of gelling on that before? Because we we know we need a field goal. Yeah. So before the, before <laughs> this drive starts, let's go say, hey, which drive, which hash do we want it on? We'll work that way. We got a timeout. We can get it there, but and then we know you got to target whatever line or whatever. But let's let's not waste our one timeout to get it to that that hash mark or whatever. So I mean, it was extremely confusing in the stadium and pretty frustrating to be you know like in there and like what that's the that's what we use our timeout on, right? Yeah, and it felt like I mean, Tana, we've done that so many times with Tannehill. It was like, all right, this is another time. We'll just let's get it down there. Let's let Randy kick it, and it just of course it's not his day. Not an easy field goal, but hopefully we can <laughs> fix that problem. Yeah, that's definitely something that needs to be addressed. Um, mm-hmm. And like you said, I feel like Tannehill has been that guy a lot of times. Uh, and just a couple of years ago, led the league in game-winning drives, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think been that, yeah. been that started, guy. I think he's, yeah, he's, I think he's led the league in like, comeback drives. He's, he's orchestrated two-minute drills very well. And – we got a lot of help from the Giants. The, I mean, there was the, whatever the holding on, I want, I want to say it was third down or fourth down. Yeah. That uh, got us the automatic first. It was like, all right, huge. Thank God. Yeah. Huge. Like, we got a chance again. Let's fire it back up. And then Tannehill, I think Tannehill played a hell of a game, too. That, yeah. That's what I was about to say, too. He did exactly what yeah. you expect and need out of Tannehill two touchdowns, no turnovers, mm-hmm. 250 yards. Uh, I mean, everything that we asked Tannehill to do, he did. And, and to lose this game is even more yeah. of a backbreaker. Yeah. And we, I mean, we had some un- unfortunate drops, uh, ones that kind of come to my head. I know Phillips had one on the sideline that, I mean, he played a great game ex- outside of the drop and the fumble. <laughs> yeah. And that one, that one's kind of a wash, but uh, the uh, Phillips played great. But Tannehill, like, he had some unfortunate – Hilliard – in the flat dropped a big one. Holy cow. Or he, he had a couple he, of yeah. huge carries, but yeah, that one he did drop. Um, yeah. And that some of those drops, they like everything else. It's like, all right, we can't put our head down. We got to, and Steinhouse or Stonehouse or whatever kicked it out of the, he might've kicked it too far too many times for me. Yeah. Some of the returns were getting to like 10, 15 yards. I was like, I don't like that. I don't like our return team out there trying to, Catch a guy, but I, I don't know. Tannehill did his job, I think. And I think a lot of guys, I mean, it was just like the little play calls that just got to get the one yard. I don't know. I, w- I would have loved to see us if we had four wide receivers out there and then it's third and one or whatever. Let's sprint to the line. Let's get a QB sneak in because they got dime package. Get Traylon Burks is bigger than your corner or whatever. Yeah. We're going to sweet, we're going to squeeze in and then we're going to get the one yard. That's all we need. We don't need to get cute with a reverse sometimes. Just let's get on the ball and let's be bigger. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and like you were saying earlier, <laughs> that, that's the, 
the Titans MO is those are will we're bigger, better, stronger. Uh Uh, You know, what's coming. It's going to be a simple play call. The guys are going to be in the right spots and we're going to make the play Um, and trying to get cute with it. And um, I don't know if maybe it's some kind of analytics that the team is using or downing is using saying that that's the play to use in that scenario. But I I mean, he came back and said it was a mistake, but. Yeah, I want to say for that reverse, I want to say Tannehill was the one who actually checked into it. Really? And I think he probably got it. I, I want to say, because you can see him make some calls right before that play. And Lawan missed his block pretty bad on that one. So and it's like little things. If that, if that goes for five yards, we're talking about how great of a call it was to get the reverse to our brand new tight end who's exactly. a freak athlete. That's very But, true. of course, he, he gets blown up in the backfield. So it's, it's a double-edged sword sometimes having Derrick Henry and – short yardage situations. Right. Yeah. Cause then, like you said earlier, guys are going to be complaining. Why are we always running the ball? Why are yeah. we always running the ball? We pass, yeah. we need to pass it more. If Henry gets blown up and the yeah. line gets blown up. Um, that's something that I'm a little, little worried about going forward as well. Um, as a potential Lawan regression. I mean, he played decent throughout mm-hmm. the game. I mean, he didn't play terrible or yeah. anything like that. Um, Ben Jones played pretty well, um, mm-hmm. I felt like, and um, he's um, he's kind of up there for a, a little bit of a regression as well. And then we've got a lot of new faces on that offensive line having to play. A lot of guys yeah. rotating in and out. Uh, do you yeah. think that could be something? Yeah, I think uh, going forward. I think the Lawan played. A, he had that one false start to start that two minute yep. drive or the whatever. One went out for much. a little bit too, yeah. which seems like that's every game. Yeah, that. I mean, at least it's not Saffold every yeah. single game on our knee. But <laughs> I think, yeah, and I got more more of that coming later. But I think Brewer Brewer had two holdings that kind of shot us in the foot. But there were plays where the next play, like Traylon caught a play and had like. 20 yards on the catch or something where we, we got out of those, those holes sometimes. And it was like, all right, we, we have a dynamic offense at times. Let's, let's use it. Um, and I think the O-line's just going to be, I mean, I, I like the five we have right now. I, Nate's a solid right guard. Yeah. Massive. Solid. Brewer's smaller, but he's, and he gets to the second level so well. Yeah. He's just a bulldog. And he works with there. Ben and yeah. And the one, and they're, they're a good unit. And I think that's why they kept Swain out there. They wanted to, work on that outside zone because I think I mean there were times where Derek was getting outside or and it was like all right seven yards on the first carry like let's do it again or something and it just never it was never it never felt like we went Derek Derek or anything and which people tend to get mad about of if you remember uh Jim Chaney at Tennessee when it felt like we went yeah run run screen to Eric Gray or something Mm -hmm. where you get frustrating with oh we have the most boring play calling it was like I mean you can't you can't be perfect all the time. So. Yeah, no, I agree on that, but uh, I mean, kind of going a little bit of a segue here with that offensive line uh, talking about next week, the bills, mm-hmm. their D line is, was rocking. I think five guys mm-hmm. got after the quarterback against the Rams last week. Uh, and, and their secondary is obviously nothing to mess around with. Uh, Tredavious mm-hmm. white, one of the best corners in the league, probably top three. Um, He'll be out though. Oh, he will be out? Yeah, he's out for – I want to say he's out for three – he's out for four weeks. I didn't even sure. see that. Okay. Yeah, I still... He didn't play week one, but he's he's still out right now. But Vaughn Miller's still the guy. Yeah, still very, very good. And it, yeah. it showed quickly because they still have Ed Oliver right um, mm. up front. Yeah, and they still got some guys that can make some noise. Yeah. But I was looking at the numbers, and they were getting at the quarterback, getting yeah. after Stafford all night long. Five guys yeah. uh, had sacks. So I think Von Miller definitely has something to do with that. He eats yeah. up a lot of blocks yeah. and just is able to make plays and get after the quarterback. Uh, so do you think this offensive line is going to be able to contain that, or is that going to be a pretty big issue coming into next week? I, I think they'll be fine. I mean, I, I still have faith in the lawn where he can do stuff on his own, where we don't have to help him with, with Von Miller, with these all-star guys that are coming off the edge that we're going to see week in and week out. I think he can hold his own. Uh, this will be a bigger test for uh, Petit Ferrer. This is yeah. this is like, hey, there's going to be times where we're in third and seven and maybe the running back can chip your guy or something. But if they're bringing five or six, like you're on an island, bud. Like, <laughs> welcome to the big leagues. Like you're you got to win. You got to win your one on ones. And, and he's he's a massive dude. And he he says everything right in interviews. I want him to be very good. And I think right. he can be. 
And I, so I, I'm not too afraid. And I, I saw Ed Oliver was on their injury report. So uh, I'm, I'm expecting him to play. It'll be Monday, but uh, it, it, I don't think that should be the one spot where it's like, Oh, we have a massive weakness against their D line. I'm, I'm more <laughs> afraid of, and I think, I just want to see our wide receivers get separation, give Tannehill the time. It's set up the run for in this game. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's, the, this wide receiver room is going to be a little troublesome. Um, mm-hmm. And, and the, the Bills are, I mean, what everybody's putting on paper right now, the best team in the AFC up there with the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. um, and the Chiefs played a close game with the Chargers who – I think uh, they could potentially make a run at that mm-hmm. top AFC team, but they also kind of had what looked like a few holes uh, last night. And obviously it's a week to week league. Uh, mm-hmm. Things are going to change each week, but the, the bills are looking as strong as ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Allen looks to have somehow gotten even better, uh, yeah. which I didn't know was possible. Yeah. But uh, the, the bills are going to give us some trouble here, but a couple of, things that uh, are kind of bode well, like we were talking about playing up to our level of competition. Titans uh, opened up at plus 10, mm-hmm. but the the Bills the past couple of years, we, we beat them two years in a row, right? Yep. Um, so we had the, the close game where Simmons hits Allen on the QB sneak last year, and then we boat raced them uh, mm-hmm. the year Come before again. that. Yeah. The Tuesday, the infamous Tuesday. COVID yeah, game. the Tuesday. The NFL game, wanted right. to hate us after that. Yeah, like, you might have thought we started the whole COVID pandemic, but we we made it. I think this is a it's a good matchup. The coaches definitely know each other. That this is the fourth time that we've played McDermott. Always at the Bills, I want to say. Yeah, um, I think it's split down the middle right now. We've got the better of them the last two times. Uh, last game or last time we played, Derek put on a show. I think he had like 140 with two touchdowns, and he had that big 70 yard run. Yep. So. I'd expect us, and this is prime time. So this is let's lean on Derek. Let's 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 get those tires going. <laughs> I yeah, think Dr. Cito's back. Yeah, yeah, we got to see that. I mean, he can't be averaging three point nine a carry this game. This has got to be closer to five six. Yeah, this has got to be five or six. We got to push, and we got to really put a, put it on him. And then well, let's use Hilliard when we need to. But like, because he's not he's not a scrub. The guy came in off the streets, but he had a hundred yard, well. couple hundred yard games. He can do it. I got, and I don't want to see a drive again where Derek's just got his helmet in his hands and we're just kind of like sitting there like three and out or whatever. And it's like, what was that? Like, <laughs> I know he went in the 10 or whatever, but it seemed like he was fine after that. So I definitely, uh, this, I hope this is a game where we can lean on the run, get Tannehill on the move. Let's Kyle Phillips. I know he's banged up this week, but hopefully we get him in the position where it's one-on-one third downs where he can get open. Um, and let's let's keep moving the chains. Let's keep the ball away from Josh Allen as long as possible, and really lean on Derek. Yeah, I think uh, that's probably the exact game plan the Titans are going to go with. I yeah. mean, it's pretty straightforward. We know what we need to do to come out there on Monday night and beat the Bills. Uh, looking at the numbers here, covering ten uh, under Vrabel, Titans thirty-seven five and two. So if you put the spread at plus ten. Uh, that's an 88.6% uh, cover rate if every game we played under Vrabel was plus 10 uh, with two pushes there. 15 and 8 at, uh, following a loss under Vrabel as well. So Vrabel always seems to get the guys ready to roll after a loss and playing a big team. Hopefully that is going to be mm-hmm. the case again this weekend or uh, this Monday night. But I'm still nervous about the play calling. Uh mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully Todd also, he doesn't need to, and I don't think these guys are really listening to the public that much. I've been seeing on Twitter petitions to, to get Todd down and fired and uh, all kinds of crazy stuff being said. Uh, And I think especially the Titans under Mike Vrabel do not pay attention to what the public says Mm -hmm. at all. Vrabel does not seem like that type of guy that is letting his staff or anybody have any effect, be affected by anything the media or public is saying. So I think Todd needs to just come in there, learn from his mistakes. Uh, I was hoping that was going to be week one from some of the mistakes he made last mm. year, but uh, maybe he tightens it up. Um, and this could be kind of an Art Smith scenario, because I remember when Art Smith first kind of got started, it mm. seemed like he got off a little slow. We weren't playing great. It wasn't very 
uh, creative, and then boom, a, a yeah. flip switched, and he's the best offensive coordinator in the league. Ends up getting yeah. the head coaching job. So you never know what's going to happen. Um, and he's coming the same way Shane Bowen did, or excuse me, Todd uh, Todd Downing, uh, yeah. tight ends coach, being promoted to the offensive coordinator, kind of having mm-hmm. that similar journey, being in, in the in the franchise for a little bit, but. I mean, do you think he has that capability to turn things around and uh, get things rolling? He had no success with the Raiders. Yeah, I, mean, I was about to say the Raiders uh, fans hated him. Car. It was terrible. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say the Raiders fans were very glad to get rid of him and move on. So I'm hoping he can turn it around a little bit. I'm not. I'm not the one to say we got to get rid of him right now. I'm also not the one that says we got to give him all the trust in the world. We got Dennis Kelly for a reason. Let's that's where we can try to work with a new kind of offensive mind, get some stuff going, work with Tannehill, get him comfortable. We got a, a pretty a pretty fresh off or wide receiver room. We gotta get those guys like in a position where they can succeed too. And you still got the best running back in the league. So we gotta keep feeding him. Yeah, that's um that's, uh, I mean, the way to win. Uh, yeah. I know you were you were talking earlier. You had something interesting to say about Saffold. Obviously, he's oh, yeah. now uh, up in Buffalo, right? Uh, we we released him. Uh, now he is playing for the Bills. Returned to Tennessee. Uh, mm. What do you got for us here? I just, I, I'm so, I was so sick of seeing him leave every second quarter, or whatever. Hand knee <laughs> down, hand up, just saying, hey, yeah. I, I'm not going to finish this drive. I'm, I'm going to need this one off. I got a stinger again. So, and it, it happened again on Thursday night when I saw that, I was like, of course he's going out. Uh, so I, I was used to seeing Aaron Brewer and I was fine with him when we said, all right, we're moving on. I, I, I do miss Saffold because he was fantastic. He was a pro bowler, but I, there were just times where I was like, can't keep playing a guy if he's not available every time. Like I'll rather just lean on Aaron because he, he's a solid player. And Nate Davis is great guard too. I think our interior lines underrated, Brewer's a little smaller than most people, but he's, I mean, he's what, 290 or something? Yeah. So he's hes definitely going to have some trench wars in there. I don't, I don't know what Ed Oliver is weight-wise, but he's probably 310 or something. But yeah, got to be like significantly bigger, yeah. Yeah, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how we match up inside. And we got to get to that second level. Is Edmonds still their linebacker? I'm kind of Trey Edmonds, that sounds right. Yeah, and he's, he's a fantastic player too, so – Definitely, uh, we got our hands full this week, and uh, I think Vrabel's just—he's the guy that just—I don't know. When we're primetime games, when no one wants us to win, the NFL wants to show off this brand new toy that's Buffalo—not brand new, but this this everyone's favorite team right now. Everyone, like everyone loves the the Bills. Mm-hmm. They love they love their fans. How great they are! I like when we come in there and we just say, "Uh, uh-uh, not this time." <laughs> yeah, it just seems that Vrabel just gets the guys pumped up for those games, and I mean. You don't have to motivate anyone for Monday night football or Sunday night football. Like these are the games where it's like, Hey, if you need to, if you need someone to get you hyped up for this then you got a problem. Yeah. Yeah. The whole country's watching. You're the only team playing in prime time, national television, millions of people are going to be watching you. And that should be the only motivation you need uh, to, to really just not embarrass yourself out there. That mm. That's what I would kind of be thinking a little mm. bit. Um, I want to go out there and just whoop some ass and impress everybody. I don't want to yeah. get, get out there and be seen as the guy being talked yeah. about all week long about who, uh, who got killed out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think you're right about that, about, Vrabel not having to pump these guys up uh, too much. I'm a little worried about the Bills kind of receiving threats here. Gabe Uh Davis is playing very well alongside of Stephon Diggs. It's obviously pretty easy when you have a guy like Diggs out there drawing so much attention. Um, Dawson Knox playing against his Uh hometown team. Uh, He didn't really draw too much, too much attention in week one, but I mean, I think that's still going to be a guy they're going to be yeah. going after and relying right. in the red zone. Uh, and, and we're going to – it's making me nervous having uh, some of our linebackers out there in coverage mm-hmm. trying to stop guys like this, uh, especially with, uh, like you said, with Molden being out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we Molden's really, banged up too. He didn't yeah. practice today. It was uh, – so we could really have our hands full. But Farley's the kind of guy I think he could get in there with Gabe Davis just because he's bigger and faster. I mean, he – and Gabe's not the best. I don't. I don't personally know this, but I don't think he's the best route runner. Stephon Diggs is fantastic. Yeah. There's no. There's no flaw in his game. But I think we can. We can slow down. Gabe, Gabe Davis has played out of his mind that first week, where it was like, "We got it. This guy's getting deep. He's getting past guys." 
but I think I think we have the defense to at least corral Josh Allen on the move and make him lean on guys like Dawson Knox or I know they don't have Cole Beasley. I forget who their other um, who's the little slot receiver they have now. I'm blanking on him. Uh, McKenzie from Georgia. Oh yeah, that, that sounds right. Yeah, I think he had a touchdown last or week one. So make them keep it underneath in those guys. Let let David Long be the guy to stop Josh Allen. QB spy him. Cunningham's got to be all over the place, and he's had a a bad rap of being a bad in coverage. But we gotta. I think we got the defense with Jeffrey Simmons is just a game changer, and Danico and all those guys. Weaver's gonna have to have another great week. And it's, it's hard to keep relying on our D-line to keep having perfect weeks and stuff and then be like, all right, let's just hope everything else goes right. But <laughs> Yeah. No, that is definitely pretty frustrating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank God we've got the talent to be able to say that mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's not going to be something you can hold on to consistently. Guys are, are going to get banged up. Guys are going to have a bad game. There's going to be mismatches, uh, something that we can't ca- kind of re- really rely on consistently throughout the, the week. It's a team game. You're going to need all 11 guys at least being serviceable out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of looking through the depth charts here, and this uh, this Bills defense is really getting me worried, even from – like their backups, man. They've got uh, Shaq Lawson, Jordan Phillips, Tyrell Dodson, Jaquan Johnson, some some bigger names uh, coming off the bench with Daquan Jones, Ed Oliver, Greg Rousseau, Von Miller, Trey Edmonds, Jordan Poyer, and Micah Hyde at the safety spots. Mm-hmm. It's even without Tredavious White, like you were saying, this this defense is stacked. Yeah. They are the real deal. Yeah, they're they're no joke, uh, and I I think that's why a lot of people like this Bills team a lot. They're there's not a lot of holes in their their team top to bottom. And they have a good kicker. They've got good punters. They've got good special teams. They're top to bottom. They're a very well put together team. And I think the Titans just we want to make them uncomfortable. We want to make them work a little harder than they need to. Make like do the little things right. It's kind of what we put teams in that position where it's like, hey, we're gonna keep putting it on you. Hopefully. This is what we draw up next this Monday. But they definitely have a very uh, talented roster and it's very, it's credit to their GM to get all those guys and have Vaughn on that massive contract. And they're still, because the one thing they had last year was like, all right, they can't really get off to the quarterback. And they just go get a guy who's got 130 <laughs> career sacks or whatever. Yeah. One of the best yeah. pass rushers yeah. in NFL history. We'll just go grab him. Yeah. yeah. Let's just go get him for what they have him for like a six year deal or something. He'll be playing until he's 40 there. Apparently we'll see if that actually happens. Yeah. Though. I, I, I'd lead to believe he's either going to get cut or retire before then, but who knows? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they definitely, and they, they made the Super Bowl champs from last year look very uncomfortable. 10 points. And I, mean, I forget they had three turnovers. That I sounds right. It might have even been four or something like that. Yeah. Stafford had himself a horrible week, but, and they had some fumbles and stuff. So definitely a, a talented team, uh, something to be worried about, but I think it's just, it's all about one-on-ones and the NFL it's, it's Jimmy's and Joe's not X's and O's all the time. So yeah. you got to make plays. Yeah. Got to make plays. Um, what is your prediction here after kind of running through uh, what we have upcoming? What's your final score prediction? Are we coming out on top? Your, your most least Homer, least uh, favoritism oh, kind of projection here. Uh, I don't have that bone in my body. I'm a Homer. Until the day I die, I'm pretty positive the Titans are going to win this game just based on my history as a Titans fan. But uh, everything goes wrong, everything blows up. We only, we probably only lose by like four. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, I mean, I like, I like the way we, we set up against this team and I've seen the way we've coached against them and the history. Like, this is what third year. I don't know if we played four years in a row and it goes back to even that. Remember the Nick Williams drop pass when Mary oh, yeah. right through his hands. Every game we play with them, except for that COVID game, it has been close and these coaches know each other and it's, it's going to be a chess match in that way. And I think this is just going to be a, one of those weird ones where the Titans, like we come out and we hit them in the mouth early. <laughs> Hopefully we stay on it this time. I think it gets close toward the end because they have an offense that's going to be, they're not going to give up and they can score in a heartbeat. And we've seen that before with them. I could see it being 29-26 Titans win. That's what I want to say. 
I like it. So, I like it. Yeah. My uh, my projection was going to be 31-28 Titans. So we're, we're kind of right in line in yeah. that three-point victory right there. Yeah. I think it's just going to be one of the – like it's going to – we're going to come out. We're going to have a great – I've got it. I'm dreaming about it right now. I'm pumped up thinking <laughs> about it and talking about it. So just those – I don't know. It, it'll be fun. I'm hope I'm I'm just ready to sit back and watch and then hopefully enjoy what I'm seeing. Yeah, that's uh, all we can really ask for. Mm-hmm. Is just have a good good Monday night game. I'm excited. It's in prime time. We got two. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> then it, hopefully we win and we get to watch another one. Yeah. We got who's it? Eagles Vikings. Who's after us? That sounds we- right. Uh, I can double check on that real quick. Because um, we got the we started six our time. We got ourselves a, a doubleheader a week two on Monday night. Yeah, that's always it's I love when NFL games are played when they're not supposed to be played. Yeah. Uh that for some reason that makes it about three times as interesting. Yeah. yeah. Tuesday COVID games, rant like a I don't even know, just the something that throws off the players. It really puts I don't know, it gets people a little rattled or something. It's it's what the NFL does great, though. Yeah, so uh, it is Vikings-Eagles up in okay. Philadelphia. Uh, that should be a good game as well. I mean, yeah. Justin Jefferson, good God, did he put on a show last week um, right alongside A.J. Brown, who put on a show last week. So mm-hmm. that's going to be two receivers and a fun game to look at. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of good football coming up this weekend, at least from the NFL. Yeah, the NFL. Yeah, it's uh, it's best league in the world for a reason, I think. So yeah. a lot of parody, a lot of anything can happen. Uh, before we close it out here, I did want to get at least a little bit of a snippet on the Vols here. We're playing Akron, but that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about next week in Knoxville. Florida Gators are coming to town. AR-15 coming off a terrible performance last week mm-hmm. who everyone was writing him off as a Heisman contender uh, after week one. Um, well, what are your quick uh, kind of quick facts, quick snippet uh, look into this Florida game? This one's going to be fun. This one's going to be a uh, – this is going to have the – I hope the anger of the Ole Miss game in there where everyone – we won't have the whole day to get pre-gamed and tailgated up for this game, but it'll be your typical 3.30 kickoff where sun's coming down at the perfect time. It's The, yep. the crowd's going to be unbelievable, I think. And I, I think our defense really stepped it up in that second quarter against Pitt. Yeah, I'm hoping we we don't. I don't want to see us come out slow again, especially on defense, because it could have easily been 17-0 if uh, Trey Flowers didn't get that tip uh, interception. But mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm really excited about this game. I think this is one, and Heupel just got his raise. Let's, let's. let's yeah, he it. just got an extension and million dollar raise, right? Yeah, he's uh, he should be feeling good. I think everyone in that locker room is already pumped up. I don't want to look past Akron too quick. I want to, yeah. I want to go out there and. Let's Beat get the guys playing. Yeah. yeah, let's let's have guys resting. Let's have let's get Squirrel White. Let's get Walker Murrell. Let's get these guys that are younger that we need to build for the future. Let's get those guys out there. Hopefully by midway through the second or something. Let's 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 get out there and beat the brakes off them. Like you said. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to as well. Um, and Florida, it's kind of crazy to me how much media love they get after mm-hmm. squeaking by Utah, who I think was massively overranked. They jump yeah. all the way from unranked to number 12 with a first-year head coach, mm-hmm. end up losing to Kentucky, having a terrible game. Uh, um, at home, too. Yeah, at home. In the small, it was a weird cats. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's – and it's always interesting to look at a team – that loses poorly like that. Uh, I don't know. Do you know who Florida is playing this weekend? I am blanking on that, but let me, let me see. Um, uh, Let's see. It looks like I got it pulled up here. They're playing South Florida USF. Um, So not a, not a pushover team, but um, I think maybe somebody you really try and hammer down after a bad loss like that against Kentucky. Um, but it, it, it's going to be interesting for, to see them come in Knoxville, always a tough place to play in Neyland. I think it's already yeah. sold out, right? Yeah. They sold out the Akron game. Just, yeah. uh, I just got a notification just a minute ago that that game sold out. So fans are definitely ready <laughs> and yeah. it's a, that'll be a seven o'clock game. So that'll be fun for whoever's in that, in that stadium there. And hopefully the fireworks are going off early and often. So, uh, I'm, I think this is a, this Tennessee team's a lot of fun and we're 
I think that there's guys out there that are making plays like Wesley Walker, Innsworth guy who got out there and made some, he had a sack. He had a big play. Yeah, Byron Young players. played fantastic. Trey Flowers had multiple plays where he made up for his missed or his fumble uh, on the punt return, but he, he was everywhere. McCullough's playing well, Like guys are playing up to their expectations. And I think everyone's holding each other accountable on that team and it it's paying off. Yeah. Seems like the, the locker room and kind of culture is just finally where we needed yeah. it to be and where we wanted yeah. it to be. Everybody wants to play for Tennessee. Uh, everything's being turned around. It, uh, it seemed like with Pruitt that um, we'd get down two scores to a team, things weren't working, and we'd just be like, uh, well, we lost this game. Let's just kind of give up. There was never – it was so frustrating. Yeah. And uh, like this game, obviously Keaton Slovis getting hurt – uh, that had played yeah, a big, big part into it. But, yeah, this team's got heart, never gives up, and loves to play for, for Coach Heupel. So I, I'm hoping yeah. this team is different. Yeah, I really do too. I think it's – the whole co- – like there are guys that have said in interviews, like they're excited to go in and they expect everyone to be at their best every single practice. Like it's a, it's a good group of guys we got out there, and they're, uh, they're kind of – they're firing off on the ball. They're making plays. It's, it's a fun brand of football to watch and – I, there's a ton of guys out there that I, I have a lot of faith in to make a play every single game. Yeah. You can lean on Byron Young, you can lean on Barron, you can lean on uh, Amari Thomas. We'll get in there. He'll make a play. I think I like the D line. <laughs> Jeremy Banks is what he is. Like he's, yeah. he's a doll. <laughs> he's, just a, he, he's just a goon out there, man. I mean, he, yeah. is, it, oh, he wanted man, to pick he's... so bad against Pitt too. He had multiple oh, tipped gosh. off the hands. Uh, so hopefully, mm. hopefully against Florida, maybe he catches one of those. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a fun one. I'm I'm pumped. I'm going to that one, and I I I think that's going to be an environment like nothing else in college football. Yeah, hundred thousand screaming fans. It gets pretty loud in there. It gets it gets rowdy. All right, Galen. Well, thank you again, brother, for coming on yeah. today. Uh, we're just out uh, just about out of time here. Uh, remember, we are part of the Six Pack Coverage Network. You can check them out uh, on all their social medias at Six Pack Coverage. Uh, all kinds of culture, food, sports, entertainment needs. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram at Paydirt Sports. Check us out on Twitter uh, at Paydirt underscore sports. And then check out the website. Uh, we've got some new articles coming from Seth, uh, paydirtsports.blog. Make sure to check those out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Galen, man, thank you uh, for hopping on. Uh, this was a, a lot of fun. Always good to take a deep dive into, into football. And yeah. boy, is the season back. I'm ready for it, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I appreciate you letting me uh, come on here and ramble about my uh, my love for the Titans and the Vols, man. It was, <laughs> I got a, I got emotional, I felt like, at times, and it was uh, definitely a ton of fun. I'm glad I could be on. Yeah, man. We'll, uh, we'll have to get you back on soon. Thank you, brother. For sure. Go Vols. Tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up.